You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Bill Bar. Bill Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. Today's show, guys, a couple things coming at you. Number one, it's been announced that the Nationals opening day starter will be Max Scherzer to nobody's surprise. And then also the Nationals are going to have two games on television for spring training, which is nice to see. We'll get into those details during the show, too. And then also... I answered some burning questions uh, for the Locked On MLB podcast, and I'll share my answers with you all later on in the show. I think that'll be pretty intriguing, pretty interesting for you guys to listen to as well. Kind of a fun, quick-hitting little thing I did for Locked On MLB, so I think you guys will enjoy that. All right, let's get to it. All right, let's get to it. So the news of the day is that the Washington Nationals will be starting Max Scherzer in their opening day game at Nationals Park when they take on the New York Mets. So they're going to end up using Max Scherzer. Not really too much of a surprise coming there for the Nationals on opening day. Davey Martinez did announce this following the game on Sunday. He said, quote, overall, he's throwing the ball with less effort and the ball's coming out. He said, I like that. That being said, Max will be our opening day starter. This comes from Jesse Doherty over at the Washington Post. He said, Scherzer 36 has turned in, uh, did just turned in five innings and 90 pitches during the exhibition loss to New York Mets. He allowed two home runs, but he was tinkering with his changeup and his slide step. So that's kind of why he gave up both those home runs. There's really another question of whether uh, he would be the Nationals' opening day starter for the sixth time in seven seasons. The question was, who and what comes next? And I believe he's faced Jacob DeGrom in like four or five of those games. I'm actually, I'll be all six. I'm not 110% sure. But he has faced Jacob DeGrom in a lot of those games. It's always fun to see these two guys go at it. And on opening day, once again, we're going to be treated to that. Now... The question that Jesse Doherty is asking you really here in this piece is, then what? Uh, that's really what he said here. You know, the, the title is, Max Scherzer will start opening day for the Nationals, then what? And I, I think the then what, um, you know, it says the obvious answer is Steven Strasburg. Uh, two days after the, the Max Scherzer start, because they do that weird shit where they you know have a break. I apologize for swearing, but it just makes me really angry, the fact that they always do a break. I mean... You know, it's a 162-game season. There is no need for a break between the first and second games. Uh, it's just ludicrous to me. And then um, two days after the start, yes. So uh, Scherzer will face Jacob DeGrom, obviously, the opening day. But Strasburg should be set to go against, I'm not really sure who the second number two is going to be. Um, you'd think that it's probably going to be Marcus Stroman at Nats Park. Those two are going to go at it. But, but Strasburg has been slowed down by a left calf strain and is expected to test it more this week. So regardless of whether he's ready for the Nationals, uh, that you know, if he's not ready, they've got Patrick Corbin and they've got John Lester in their rotation. So either one of those two guys will get the start. I I imagine that it's not going to be Strasburg. That's just my feeling. I've gotten no inside information on that, but I think with a guy that they're being super cautious with, unless they know he's a hundred percent and ready to go, 
I just don't see any reason to have him out there. Yes, I've been saying that you'd be ready, you know, to go from the jump. But if that calf's bothering him at all, there's no reason to have him out there. And if he's just testing it again this week, um, you know, there are some questions about whether he sh- you know, just skip his first start or not. Uh, and here's the thing. Patrick Corbin could take that next spot. And then, you know, with the extra day of rest, you can honestly skip whoever is fourth or fifth in the rotation. But if there's no Strasburg, you, you can't skip just because, uh, you know, obviously you'd be moving one up in the rotation. So, you know, you, you wouldn't be skipping anybody. You basically just move everybody up. But Scherzer would get the pitch on that fifth day still. So, uh, you know, as opposed to skipping your fifth guy in the rotation, you're going to be skipping your two guy, bumping everybody forward, and then Max gets that start for that fifth game because you're taking the extra day of break or rest between the first and second games. Now, another important thing to note from what he said with Dave Martinez post game is that he was talking about who's going to pitch the rest of spring training, and he said Corbin will pitch, Joe Ross will pitch, they want Lester out there as well, and they want to see if they can get one more start from Steven. Now, this is contingent on Steven being healthy once again. That's something that's going to uh, have to be considered as we move forward. Okay, so with that in mind, with that in mind, it sounds like the staff is going to be Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin. We know those three for sure. Obviously, John Lester, they didn't bring him in to sit off the bench, you know, come off the bench, whatever. Sounds like Joe Ross is going to get that fifth spot. Sounds like, don't know for sure, but the, the fact that he mentioned Joe Ross by name, I think is really important. I think it's really important that he n- mentioned Joe Ross as a potential guy because we know Ross, Fetty, Voth, Armenteros have all been out there battling for that spot. And I really never considered Armenteros. Do you guys know I actually didn't mention him that much either just because I felt like that was somebody they brought in from the outside just to put some more pressure on the guys. But... I feel like, you know, nobody's really completely separated themselves and they want Joe Ross to be that fifth guy. It just makes a lot of sense and they can get Joe Ross back out there healthy. And so, you know, obviously he opted out of the last season, um, which was really interesting. You, we know that Joe Ross wants that fifth starter spot really badly. Uh, you're hoping that he can get that fifth starter spot and be a productive guy. Like Once again, Joe Ross is 27 years old. It's a guy who started a World Series game, right? This is a guy that we know can produce some for the Washington Nationals. And he did not play uh, last season, right? That's something that we, we do know Ross, you know, obviously was sitting out last year. But we know he wants that fifth spot. I think a lot of people, um, you know, I, I don't know if I feel a particular way about Joe Ross. I do feel like this, though. I do know he's better off than whatever the Nationals were doing last year, right? I, I was, I kind of stand for Eric Fetty, right? I, I was kind of, I was kind of defending him a little bit. I, I didn't think... He was necessarily too bad considering the circumstances that he was thrown into last season. Now, with that being said, uh, he was not great. And Austin Voth, we know, I mean, you guys know how I feel about him. He was uh, kind of a disaster. But look, Joe Ross in 2019 was 4-4 and 27 starts. He had a 5.48 ERA, and he only, only threw, um, you know, he, he made nine appearances, nine starts. But he pitched in 27 games. He did not make 27 starts. I might have said that, but he did not make 27 starts. Um, he really struggled in in 20 in 2019. And look, he, he Joe Ross was good in 15 and 16, but like it's just tailed off so much since then. And you're hoping that he can just be somewhere in the middle, right? Like 5.48 is just ridiculously high. He cannot be that good. But 
you're hoping that he can be somewhere between, you know, 3.64, 3.43. Um, you know, he was he had a 3.43 ERA in his 105 innings pitched and 19 starts back in 2016. And, you know, he had 3.49 FIP, uh, 1.305 whip. Like, this is a guy that is just can be – he just can be a decent pitcher. Like, we just know he can be a decent pitcher. And they're hoping they can just get that kind of – not mediocrity out of him, but get something out of him there in that fifth spot because we know it cannot be – as bad as it was last year. So I, I think that we're trending towards a rotation that is going to feature Scherzer, Strasburg, and then get him back and healthy, Corbin, John Lester, because we know he just had the thyroid surgery, so obviously, you know, he just had a surgical procedure. He seems to be fine. Did make it, you know, his first appearance last week in spring training. But uh, it's going to be Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Lester, and it appears, it appears, once again, Nothing final on this, but it appears that Joe Ross is going to potentially be part of this rotation as well. So there's that uh, kind of little nugget from this weekend. I think it was pretty important there. So we know the opening day starter is, and guys, we, we guys and gals, we might have gotten the hint as to who is going to be numero cinco in the lineup, the rotation rather, for the Washington Nationals. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, guys, we will talk about the Nationals being on TV in spring training as they wrap up their spring training schedule. They had a couple games on mass, and we finally got some word about that. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. You guys know the deal. Bet Online is the best place, the only place that we trust when it comes to sports wagering. Football might be over, but the NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are all in full swing, and Bet Online even has lines for awards, TV shows, and reality television. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And once again, use that promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N locked on for your 50% deposit bonus uh, upon your first deposit at betonline.ag. Also, go check out Locked On today. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about it. It's basically like the daily, but for sports. Peter Bukowski over there does a great job. He is of Locked On Packers, but he's also of Locked On today. So it's a really good show. Gets you set every morning, 20 minutes. All the sports news and notes you need to know as you head into your day. So go check that out. Locked On today, wherever you folks get your podcasts from. All right, some big television news. I can stop lamenting the fact the Nationals are not televised very often when it comes to their spring training schedule. The Nationals announced on Masson this week, it was on March 18th, so uh, four days ago was when they announced this, that the final two spring training games for Washington are going to be on Masson. So on March 28th, we'll get Nats Cardinals, and March 29th, Nats Astros. Now, you guys know the Nats have really been playing the same teams repeatedly over and over again because, obviously, proximity, and that is how these things work. When it comes to uh, you know when it comes to spring training, so you look at the national schedule. Played a bunch of games so far. They're like eight, seven, and two, I believe. They had two ties uh, in there along the way. So here's the deal: they're actually gonna have three games on the rest of the way. Um, their Friday, March twenty eighth game or March twenty sixth, rather their game. That's gonna be on uh, ESPN Plus. So I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you have to go out there and buy ESPN Plus. I'm a subscriber. 
Big 12 games were on there. UFC is on there. So, and I, I'm somebody that, that does think ESPN Plus is worth what you pay for it, especially as more program heads that way. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, there's a lot of hockey games that are on ESPN Plus. So, Nationals, Mets, 610 Friday night, this coming Friday night. You can go watch that game on ESPN Plus. Then Nationals versus uh, Cardinals, 105 on Sunday is going to be on Masson. And then Monday, March 29th, the Astros and uh, Nats, 105 p.m. Eastern time is going to be on Masson as well. And also, we do have a bit of an idea of how the schedule will set up for the Nationals TV-wise as we begin the season. Right now, the Nats only have one game scheduled on national television. Uh, and for right now, that's kind of where it stands. Obviously, those things change. I, I don't know if I can see. I know ESPN will always show where the Fox games are going to be. But I do know that the uh, Washington Nationals are going to be on ESPN for their very first game. That game is going to take place on uh, April Fool's Day. So Thursday, April 1st, a week from uh, this Thursday. Uh, the Nationals and Mets will be on ESPN, 7.09 Eastern Time. Scherzer versus Degrom, must see television, my friends. You guys know that's the that's the uh, the God's honest truth, man. Like those when those two guys when they match up, you, you just gotta you gotta watch it, right? You absolutely have to see it. And those two guys get together when they lock horns. Uh, it's it's worth seeing every single time. Trying to find, I don't really have anything else for you guys on the TV front. Uh, I'm looking to see if they have any games scheduled. I do know that two Nationals games will be on ESPN+. Once again, I don't really know the blackout rules, uh, you know, what those apply to ESPN+. But on Saturday, April 17th, the Nats will be on ESPN+, against Arizona at 105. And then also on Tuesday, April 20th, the Nationals uh, will be on ESPN+, when they play the Cardinals at 7.05. So three games that I know you guys will be able to access besides Masson, and obviously everything is going to be on Masson. Now, here is what's interesting, uh, you know, and just kind of talking television here for the beginning part of the season. The Nationals are going to play a uh, stretch here. After they play that 7-10 game against the Mets on the opening night, they have a 405, 105-405, 405-405, 405-410. It's start times. So the Nationals are going to be playing day games, essentially for the first uh, seven games, uh, six of the first seven games, excuse me, at the beginning of the season. Uh, the remaining two games in the New York schedule, or the New York series, and then the uh, the three games against Atlanta, and then the first game against the Dodgers is going to be a day game as well. So plenty of day baseball, which I know is not great for the viewing schedule, especially if you guys work during the day. Now, luckily for me, I do work from home, so that is really nice right now. I know many of you guys are working from home right now, so it's very nice to have baseball. It's also very nice for me as a podcaster to uh, to be able to have that schedule like that because I can record after the games are over. Uh, it's always very nice for me. But, yeah, so, so you're looking at a lot of day games throughout the season. Um, and it's, it's also nice, though, that we are going to have a little bit of mass and, you know, is finally agreeing to televise a couple of the Nationals spring training games. So what, once again, one more time, the spring training games you guys will be able to see on ESPN Plus on Friday, um, 610 Eastern Time, Nats and Mets in spring training. So this Friday, 610, that's on ESPN Plus. And then Sunday, March 28th, they play St. Louis 105. Once again, spring training, that'll be on Masson. And then Monday, March 29th, Houston versus Washington, 105 p.m. Eastern time. That is going to be 
on Masson as well. All right, let's take one more break, and then I'll let you guys uh, hear my conversation, my, uh, well, not my conversation, but my answers to the burning questions that the folks at Locked On wanted us to answer as we head into the 2021 Major League Baseball season. Some burning questions about the Nationals that I answered. Some stuff that you guys have heard before, but I thought I might as well drop it in here as well. A couple things, guys, though. The show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to bar underscore built on Twitter, guys. They're having their Built Bar madness. You can go to the bracket right now and vote on what you guys are on your favorite Built Bars. And they're sending us stuff right now. And I've been pigging out, uh, to be honest, on the uh, the Built Bar. Excuse me. They're just so good. Um, Raspberry, new flavor they sent me, was uh, excellent. They've got this new marshmallow flavor as well, which is just sublime. Uh, Excellent stuff from Built Bar. And once again, guys, when you guys go to BuiltBar.com, Use that promo code LOCKEDON15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. You guys will get 15% off on your next purchase on Built Bar, Built Go, and Built Boost. So go check out all of those things at BuiltBar.com. And also, guys, the crossover shows continue. Uh, We've got one more crossover show left to do, and that is going to be with the Marlins. That is going to be be myself and uh, R.M. Layton, who you guys know, a huge fan of of R.M. Layton. We always love when the two of us get to get together and talk some baseball. Um, I am not going to be doing a show, uh, a crossover show, until next week. So Arm and I will link up next week. He and I will talk some ball. Um, and so That should be very fun. But if you guys have missed the first few of those shows, you can go and find them. I've done one with Dylan Short of Locked On Braves. I have done one with Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets. And I have done one with Dan Wilson of Locked On Phillies. Those are all really fun shows. There's the the shows are still very relevant. Obviously, not much has changed in the month of uh, the month of March as we head towards the season. So all of those shows still very re- relevant. They're both uh, they're all two part shows. So six episodes available. If you guys have not heard those crossovers yet, I encourage you guys to go back and to go and listen to them. Uh, those are still available. But if you guys are interested in the other crossovers that are happening this week as well, uh, you guys can get in. On that action, we've got Braves and Phillies, Marlins and Mets, and it is my off week. So I am off this week, but if you're interested in those shows, go check out those on their podcast pages. All right, guys, let's get to it here. My questions that I answered, the burning questions that I answered heading in to this season, courtesy of the Lockdown MLB podcast, also courtesy of myself. I answered them for the Lockdown MLB podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast, and I am here to answer some burning questions about the 2021 Nationals as we head into the Major League Baseball season here just ten less than 10 days away now. The biggest storyline of the Nationals heading into 2021 has to be the fact that all three aces, uh, Steven Strasburg, namely, who had surgery last year and was out the entire season, or majority of the season, that was Steven Strasburg, um, Patrick Corbin, and Max Scherzer, all three of those guys now are healthy and ready to go. And so having those three aces good to go is going to be paramount as the Nationals step into what is going to be a really deep, uh, very challenging National League East and a very challenging National League as a whole, a very top-heavy National League as a whole. So those three guys being healthy, ready to go, is the biggest storyline the Nationals have as they head into the 2021 season. Uh, the biggest acquisition they made, and I think it's two of them here, because 
Last year, they were hitting Kurt Suzuki and Estrubal Cabrera behind Juan Soto on many occasions. Now, they don't have to do that anymore. They went out and got Kyle Schwarber. They went out and got Josh Bell. Two kind of higher-risk uh, guys go out in there and get, but guys that we know can provide individual power and guys that we know that if, if things go right can really make this middle of the order very crucial. Add in a third guy, kind of make this entire lineup uh, piece you know fit, is re-signing Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, now at first base, they can platoon Zimmerman and Bell. Bell really does a good job against right-handers, and Zimmerman absolutely crushes left-handed pitching. So that tandem now back, you know, that they have them in D.C., uh, those three guys, those are the biggest acquisitions. And I know it's three guys, you know, I'm not really picking one, but the fact that they've got all three in the middle of the order now to help out kind of around the middle of the order is very important for the Nationals. I would say best-case scenario uh, is for them this season would be a wild-card spot. I mean, sure, you could say winning division would be best-case scenario, but uh, against the Braves, who have done it repeatedly, and, and the National, or the Mets, rather, too, and the Phillies are decent, and you know, the Marlins are really pesky and made the playoffs last year, I just don't think the Nationals winning division is very likely. I would say best-case scenario, they're able to grab a wild-card spot, and they would achieve that by staying healthy, by, uh, which is you know it's really important because – when you have three pitchers over the age of 30, there are risks. They actually told us, but they didn't want us to say that. But here's the thing. When you got three pitchers all with some kind of an injury history, uh, whether it be ankle or arm, whatever, that's got to be part of it. Um, getting more from the back end of their rotation. Right Last year, Anibal Sanchez was not very good. And so it's important they get stuff out of John Lester, uh, who's in the fourth the four spot. And then um, whoever the five is, whether it be Joe Ross or Helio Armenteros, Austin Voth or Eric Fetty, one of those guys will be your five, and they've got to produce at a high level. And also the lineup has got to come through. Those acquisitions of Bell and Schwarber need to uh, need to make a statement this year. They need to be what they what we think they can be in this lineup. Worst case scenario for the Nationals is that those things don't go right in the lineup, and the back end of the rotation is really bad, and they end up you know third, fourth, maybe even fifth in this division and they miss out in the playoff spot by far and things look like they did last year. Do I think they will? Probably not. Um, one young player, a prospect, I think is a stand, stands a chance of being a household name. Look, it's Carter to keep him season at third base. Yeah, he's not a prospect anymore, but the guy has played, you know, under 60 games his entire career, roughly 60 games his entire career for the Nationals. And he is going to be their everyday third baseman. He's going to have a chance to be the everyday third baseman the entire season. The job is his to lose. And if he produces at a level that they think he's capable of, he could be a household name, uh, especially in the National League East. He could be a guy that teams don't want to fear. But right now, he's not. Uh, you know, don't want to face, rather. But right now, he's not somebody you're too worried about. And he's got to play better this season. One of my best predictions of how the season will end, win total, I really do think the Nationals will finish around 85 wins. I think they miss out on that final playoff spot by a few games. Uh, and I think ultimately they come up just short. They'll probably finish third or fourth in the division. I would say third. I think they're a bit better than the Phillies, in my opinion. And so I, I think they do finish uh, just short by a few games. But I will say this. I've been saying this all offseason. If the Nationals do make the playoffs, they are one of the most dangerous teams out there. They're a team that nobody wants to play. And so in my opinion, if they could just make it to the playoffs – Watch out, because they they have the championship pedigree. They have beaten teams like the Dodgers before a playoff series. They have beaten teams like the Cardinals in a playoff series. So I think it's important to note that these guys have been there before.
And those are your burning questions for the 2021 season for the Washington Nationals, answered by yours truly, Josh Neighbors. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. And also you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can get Locked on Nationals wherever your podcasts are found. All right, that will do it for today's show. I'll have more from spring training tomorrow, some more news and notes. And I'm going to do a comparison episode tomorrow, guys. We're going to stack up all the rotations in the National League East and discuss who's got the best. I'm going to rank everybody's rotation. Power rankings time. I love the power rankings. We're going to power rank rotations. We're going to power rank positions this week as well. Uh, With no crossover episode, it's time to rank some stuff. So let's do it tomorrow. Make sure you uh, you guys follow us on Twitter, at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Appreciate you all who checked in the other day on the Locker Room, guys. Download Locker Room if you have not done it yet. It's an awesome app. It's basically like Discord, but audio version. And so it's almost like a live podcast that I get to interact with you all. We're going to be doing them every single week. I think we're going to do Friday this week. I know some things got switched around. And because of the NCAA tournament, I had to do it earlier uh, this past week just because of my work schedule. Obviously, I cover college basketball and college football. So uh, this week is a very busy time, or last week was a very busy time. So looking to do around uh, Friday around noon. Hopefully Friday around noon will be the time that we set and we do normally on Locker Room. So I hope to see you guys there this week, Friday at noon on Locker Room. Locked on Nats. We'll discuss some Nationals baseball as we head towards... Honestly, we actually watched the game live too, which would be nice. But as we head towards the uh, 2021 season, less than 10 days away, you guys will be able to check that out. Uh, so go to Locker Room, check them out. And once again, follow us on Twitter at LO National, uh, underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.